It's Monday, everybody, and you are live at How to Pass NCLEX plus Monday Motivation. My name is Regina Callion, and I'm here to help you pass NCLEX. We're going to be talking about mental health today, so I have NCLEX questions regarding that. I'm not going to go very long, so let's get into it. Yeah, here we go. Question number one, the nurse is caring for a young dancer on a weight reduction plan. The client's weight loss has been four pounds per week rather than the one pound the program advises. Which action by the nurse is most appropriate? Answer item one is schedule an appointment with the dietitian. Two, encourage the client to continue to keep up the weight loss progress. Three, work collectively with the client to change the weight goal. Or four, discuss with the client the reason they want to be a dancer under these conditions. Go ahead and put the, the comments on the screen. This is a very interesting scenario and it's important for nurses to know how to mentally support a client. We, we always talk about physical, um, you know, pathological ways that we can turn things around, but what if the patient is struggling mentally? And that's why mental health is so important. Um, so here we go. The client's weight loss has been four pounds per week rather than the one pound the program advises. So at this point, what is the action most appropriate by the nurse? All right, one, two, three or four and I see the answers on the screen and a lot of you are collectively together you're saying the same things the answer for this particular scenario is going to be number it is going to be number three that's right the nurse should work collectively with the client to change the weight loss goal you know when when the client is unable to make decisions regarding their physical or uh, psychological health, the nurse must assist the client to reevaluate their goals in the area. So it's not a matter, some people may have chosen, what was it, number four, asking the client, do you really wanna be a nurse? I mean, not a nurse, <laughs> do, do you really wanna, we should be asking ourselves, I need to be asking you guys, I'll ask you guys that later, do you really wanna be a nurse? But we should be asking this client, do you really wanna be a dancer if it takes all of this? Like that's neither here nor there. Obviously, this person enjoys being a dancer and they're committed, you know, matter of fact, they're probably overly committed. So we need to work with the client to establish new goals. When it comes to eating disorders, sometimes people don't have control of other areas of their life. So, um, you know, young women may not have control of where they go to school, right? They may not have control of other people's opinion about them, if they're being bullied or if people are gossiping or how strict their parents are, but they certainly will have control over what they put into their bodies, what they eat. So typically, if you think of eating disorders, they help the patient feel a sense of control in a time when things are uncontrollable. 
So we want to work with that client to help them to establish their own goals. Because if we just come in saying, yeah, you got to gain only one pound. I mean, you only got to lose one pound a week. It's probably not going to work if the patient is not on board. Okay. So it's a good way to look at that. Let's look at question number two. It says this, Roger Brown is a 70 year old caller who tells the nurse that his wife is bedridden and unable to take care of herself. He finds caring for her burdensome and he is exhausted most of the time. Which of the following questions would be most helpful for the nurse to ask initially? So number one, what are your daily responsibilities regarding your wife? Two, how is your relationship with your wife emotionally? Three, have you contacted your wife's social worker about the issue? Or four, do you have anyone else you were able to call to help you? Ooh, very good, very good. I love these questions. I love when I make you guys think because again, this is mental health. This is mental health. So you have a 70 year old caller, they're taking care of their wife. It seems like they are the only caregiver or they're doing the most work uh, for their spouse. So what is the first question? These are all great questions, by the way. And that's what makes NCLEX tricky. They're all good. They're all right to a certain extent. But what is first? You have to identify the first priority to get this one right. And I love what I'm seeing on the screen. Go ahead and put the comments. Also share this video because mental health is something that's tricky, tricky. And so this will help our entire community. So the correct answer, if you are reading this and you know exactly where the husband is because you've been a caregiver to somebody and you know, yes, absolutely. It can be exhausting. All right. The, the question that we want to ask uh, Mr. Brown first is, Number one, did you get this one? Okay, what are your daily responsibilities regarding your wife? You know, the nurse must fully assess the situation and the client's daily responsibilities with his wife when providing solutions. And this is a question that we can transpose into many scenarios, especially priority. Whenever, uh, let's, say, let's, say, let's say, whenever NCLEX, they give you a, uh, a situation where you have to prioritize uh, a group of people, you have to prioritize uh, care. For example, if you have to do a wound care, a heparin drip, or say um, ambulation, you really have to think about, okay, what are the steps involved in each of these activities, okay? Is there a time capacity to it, right? And so with this situation, the man says, I'm exhausted and this is quite burdensome. So the nurse needs to figure out, let's look at the options again. Um, the nurse needs to figure out what is exhausting to you, okay? So that we can help it, we can help. Um, number two, how is your relationship with your wife emotionally? If you pick that one, well, we already get a glimpse into that. How is his relationship with his wife emotionally? I think you could answer that already. Three, have you contacted your wife's social worker about the issue? 
All right, we never want to do that for NCLEX because that is not addressing the client's needs. He's talking to you. He's talking to you. All right, um, so you want to fix it. You don't want to pass it on. And then four, do you have anyone else you are able to call to help you? This may be a great question, but we got to know exactly what is he doing? What is he doing? So the correct answer is number one in this situation. Okay. Loving mental health. We, we have transitioned to this subject and it's a great one. It really is. Question number three. Here we go. Two days after a mission to a psychiatric unit, Grace sits in the cafeteria area looking into the sky. She has not eaten very much since her arrival. Which of these comments by the registered nurse would be most useful? Number one, if you are able to keep up your weight. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me read that again. Number one, if you are unable to keep your weight up, we will have to feed you another way, Grace. Number two, Grace, if you do not eat now, you might be very hungry later when no food is available. Three, this meal is specifically prepared for you, Grace, so please try to eat some of it. Or four, Grace, I can understand it can be challenging for you to eat when you are sad. Let me open up your fruit cup for you. All right, so here we have a situation your patient is not eating. What is the most therapeutic mental health communication we can provide here. One, if you are unable to keep your weight up, we will have to feed you another way, Grace. Two, Grace, if you do not eat now, you might be very hungry later when no food is available. Three, this meal is specifically prepared for you, Grace, so please try to eat some of it. Four, Grace, I can understand it can be challenging for you to eat when you are sad. Let me open up your fruit cup for you. All right. These are very, um, very different answers. They're all very different, very, very different. But Grace is having a situation where, for whatever reason, she doesn't seem to be eating a lot. So how can we assist her? The way we can assist her is number four. And it, this is just simply, listen, the nurse understands the limitations of a client who is suffering from depression and acknowledging those challenges. So, hey, Grace, I can understand it can be challenging to eat when you are sad, right? But it is also important for the nurse to assist the client in initiating positive, healthy behaviors. So you guys know if you are ever grieving, if you're ever in a, a state of depression, you've lost someone, um, you're, you're, you are just not content with where you are. You really don't want to eat. You don't have the, mm, what is it? You don't have the, the strength to eat. But if somebody comes along and they say, you know what? I know this is the saddest time for you. I'm going to be here for you, but it's also important for you to eat something you have to eat. So here is some jello or here is some fruit or a banana or an apple. Take a bite of it, you know. And so that is not only acknowledging the patient's feeling, 
but that's helping them to move towards something positive, right? Eating, um, encouraging. So I hope you saw that on the question there. All right. Question number four is this. Here we go. Here we go. A nurse is working in a medical intensive care unit and caring for a client with a Glasgow coma score of six. A relative of the client states there will be seven members of the family at all times to provide care for the client. Which of the following is the best way to deal with this situation? Okay. We got to love our families. They, they will ride for us. Number one, consult with a social worker to determine if the family is able to decrease the number of members present at all times. Two, notify the physician that the care of the client may be interrupted due to frequent training and education of the family. Three, schedule visits by the family two persons at a time. Or four, meet with the family to assess how they can be involved while the nurse is providing direct care. Hmm. So you might get it down to two here. Consult with a social worker to determine if the family is able to decrease the number of members present at all times. Or maybe number four, meet with the family to assess how they can be involved while the nurse is providing direct care. And so, hey, this is seven people and we are talking the MICU. And this is what the family wants. And remember, we can't really say who's a family member and who's not a family member. Remember, that's a big principle. The patient determines who their family is. So if it's a neighbor and they say, this is my sister, I've known her for over 25 years, guess what? That's the sister, right? And so um, we, we would respect and treat that person as an extended family member. So the correct answer here, what are you guys thinking? The correct answer here is absolutely going to be number four, okay? The nurse should make arrangements to meet with the family and collaborate on the best plan of care that actively involves each interested member. The family should not be seen as a disruptive force or inconvenience. Please take hold of that right there. All right. It is not the responsibility of the nurse to schedule visits um, and limit the number of family members present of the client. Now, I know I'm going to get a lot of emails, Regina, but in the MICU, they only allow certain people, they only allow a certain number of people. In my MICU, it's only four people allowed. In others, it may be two. In others, because of COVID, it may still be one. All of that is irrelevant. When your board exam gives you a situation, what are we not supposed to do? We're not supposed to put what we see in the real world into this exam because this is a, this exam is about problem solving okay so you have a legitimate issue here where you have a very large number of people who say that's my family member my loved ones we want to be here and so the mentality that you have to take for your board exam and prayerfully in real life is that family is not a negative thing and quiet as it's kept in nursing some nurses feel like that 
Some nurses feel like family members get in the way. Some nurses feel like family members are watching you for mistakes. And hey, who's to say? That may be true. There may be some family members that are in the medical field and professional field and they come in to make sure that their loved ones are being cared for properly. <laughs> I do that. I'm sorry. When my mom was in the hospital, don't play no games with my mother. All right. This is not practice time for the interns. This is not do whatever you want and give her whatever medications you think is going to work out. No, 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 no. So we have to acknowledge the fact that family members can save their loved ones lives because at the end of the day, they know them, right? They know if their mother is not speaking like she usually, they are the first ones to catch, hey, you know what? Her speech sounds real weird, like on the phone or in the hospital. And they may have had a whole stroke that somebody else could have missed. So that's the point of this question, all right? Don't bring the real world into your NCLEX exam. Make sure you're taking the NCLEX exam that they give you, not the one that you make up in your mind. All right, that's it for that one. Let's move on. Question number five. A client being discharged on phenozopyridine should be instructed on which of the following side effects. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Question number one, um, item number one is bleeding. Are you familiar with this medication? We're talking psych here. Um, uh, but I threw this one in. <laughs> All right. Um, so is it number one, bleeding? Is it number two, orange colored urine? Is it number three, photosensitivity, which is a terrible side effect if you've ever had it? Um, or tardive dyskinesia. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What would you say this one is? What would you say this one is? All right. And this medication is typically seen, typically seen for another. It is usually seen for another condition. And I don't know if you know it or not. I'm trying to um, so you probably know the trade name more than this generic name, but I want you to know this one too. And I just threw this in here. It's not really mental health, but hey, we going for it today. All right. And you got to know it because it's super common. The correct answer. Yeah, I see you guys. You got it. <laughs> it is number two. Yes, yes, yes. That orange colored urine also can see orange colored tears. And so that is going to be very important. Um, other side effects, uh, minor side effects, guys, includes the rash, a headache, and it should not be. The main point is that even though this may be very concerning and distressing for the patient, we never want to stop them from taking this medication if they see the, the tears turning orange or the urine turning orange, right? We never want to have them stop it. It's always important to finish your full course of antibiotics because if if you know that disease process comes back it's going to be stronger it's going to be harder to treat so that's why we say finish those full course of antibiotics
mix. So, hey guys, I still have more of this episode for you and it's coming up. You guys know how I love to do this. This is our Monday motivation. Do it now, do it now. Somebody needs to hear this. This is you just say me, right? Do you have a habit of delaying things? Oh my goodness. Mm. It's me, it's me, Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Do you have a habit of putting things off? Man, sometimes I do. Sometimes I have to wake up in the morning and I have to think, what is the one thing I don't want to do? And then I have to do that thing first. Because you know, if you don't do it, if you don't want to do it, you just put it off, put it off, put it off. So uh, questions, questions, questions. When you finish eating, do you clean up straight away? Or do you leave the dishes in the sink? My, 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 my. <laughs> when you get changed, do you put the old clothes in the dirty linen immediately? Are you one of those people who leave them on the floor, leave them in the bathroom, leave them on the, what, on the, the exercise bike in your room, right? All right, when your boss gives you a task, do you do it right away or do you put it off? Okay, these are all things that are important um, to see if you have a habit of delaying things. When you have an upcoming exam, do you make time to review as soon as possible? Oof, that's it right there. Um, so if you answer no for all of it, or even some of it, you might be procrastinating. And procrastinating, uh, for those of you who don't know what it is, some of you know what it is, you are like, I am the definition of procrastination. It, it's, a, it's really, it's a habit. It's not one thing you typically do one time, but it's a habit of delaying important tasks, usually by focusing on less, more enjoyable and easier activities. That's the thing. That's the thing. It's not a matter of just saying, oh, I don't have time to do it. But when you actually do have time and you choose to spend it on doing something that you much rather be doing, that's what makes it so bad. Oh, it makes a liar out of so many of us. Um, so it's different from laziness, which is just not willing to do it. All right. Um, it's very different from just not willing to do it. Um, you say you, you keep saying, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it later. And so procrastination, why it's so dangerous and it's just a bad look is because really it can, it really restricts your potential and it doesn't look good for your career. Okay. It just doesn't. I'm be honest with you guys. And so our person for inspiration today is my man. Do you know who this is? Yes. So there was only one good man in all of the world and his name was Noah. I'm speaking about the Bible reference. Um, and so everyone else was bad, right? Um, and, and so God wanted to start over fresh. And so God told Noah to fill the animals, right? Um, and then, so what happens is he had to build an ark first to put animals in and building an ark was unheard of. Like this thing, Noah wasn't <laughs> just told to like build an ark, but he was told that rain would come down from heaven and flood the earth. And what makes it so crazy is that it had never rained before on the earth. Like if you read the Bible, the way that the earth got water was from a mist that would come up from the ground and it would mist all this is how beautiful it was right at the beginning of creation and it would give water to all the plants and the trees and everything as a mist coming up 
So Noah says to the people, I had a vision by God, and he said that water was going to come down, fall down on us, and it would not stop. And so I'm building a boat because this thing is going to happen. And so the people were like, this is crazy. This is crazy. What are you talking about? Water coming down, you know? And so this is why his act was such an act of faith because nobody had ever seen what he was talking about, right? Um, And so this is our inspiration because Noah could have said, God, this it just let me wait until it makes sense to me. Let me wait until I figure out exactly how you're going to do this thing. All right. But he did not He acted on it. He acted on it right then. He did it now. And so he was in a situation where when it actually did start raining. Right. He was ready for it. So, I mean, you know, what what, what do we think would have happened if Noah didn't follow God's instruction? And what if he would have procrastinated? Right. Not only him, but his entire family would have been lost because it was him and his sons and his son's wife and his wife who got on the boat. Right. So eight were on the boat. So um, think about that. I mean, some things that in your life that maybe don't make sense that God is calling you to do or some things that, you know, you have to do. You don't want to do it. Don't get caught up in the cycle of procrastination because the things that you have in your heart, they don't have to be explained to anyone. That's the message right there. Wait, that's another message. Let me keep on going with this one. (laughs) So the cycle of procrastination looks like this. It's like, okay, I'll do it tomorrow, man. All right. And then you just keep taking short breaks during tomorrow, telling yourself, I still have time. Hey, this isn't due for a while. I'll do it before the deadline. And that goes into, okay, I have another day. I'll do it tomorrow. Uh, You know, and then it'll keep going. But know that nobody is promised tomorrow. Not nobody here can guarantee that their life is short tomorrow. And so we have to get out of the cycle, man. We have to get out of the cycle. There's many ways you can do it, but I love these ways. Choose a task that you want to complete. Set a timer. Give yourself a deadline. I have to write this email by today. Like, I don't want to add this to my plate tomorrow. Do the actual thing. And then check it off. And that's the beauty of writing, writing things down. All right. And that's me. I'm a person that on my phone. Oh, my phone is Mark. And he's so cute. Right. But on my notes section is um, a task that I have to do, you know, that I have to do for remarks. So write it down every day, even if it's on your phone. And it feels so good to delete that task. It really does, guys. So give that a shot for this week. I hope it helps you. Um, also, you know, just know that procrastination is indeed the enemy of success, right? So don't delay your dreams on unimportant things. Hey, if you want to continue studying quick facts for NCLEX, check it out. It is the nursing book that every nursing student should have, especially if you are in nursing school and that comes included in the VT Right. So the B, the VT is my number one training system for nursing students to pass the NCLEX comes with a daily calendar, interactive content, the best videos you ever seen, and also critical thinking questions plus two books. Um, and so check it out. Give it a try, guys. Also, I will be coming back on tonight for a special report. I don't want you to miss it. It is talking about something that is going to affect nurses globally. So you don't want to miss this special report tonight at 8 p.m. 
Eastern time. I will check you guys later. You can, you will, and you must pass NCLEX.